Hello and welcome to another episode of Gratitude Talk. On today's episode, I am joined by a special guest, Alicia Kalik. She is a journalist and today's conversation is quite an important one where we're going to be talking about white privilege, systemic racism and what it feels like to be a person of colour. Hello Alicia and welcome to Gratitude Talks. Thank you so so much for coming on today. How are you? I'm good thanks, how are you doing? I'm good thank you. Um, Could you introduce yourself to everyone? I'm sure everyone's eager to know. So my name's Alicia Kalik. I'm a columnist and a journalist and I am very politicised by anti-racism discourse and issues of race and religion. That goes hand in hand with the conversation that we're having today, which is quite an important Mm, conversation to be had um, with everything going on in the world right now. Um, Could you just summarise and even explain what white privilege is for people who might not know? So white privilege is a pretty easy concept to grasp. It's essentially white people having societal privilege for their colour of their skin. And a lot of people tend to think that white privilege means white people do not face any societal issues at all. But essentially, all it refers to is white people um, having privilege for the colour of their skin. So they do not experience the same discrimination that a brown person would face or a black person would face in a Western society. And I think um, the whole idea of white privilege is white people have historically had a huge privilege over people of colour and it doesn't mean that white people cannot face issues like homelessness or austerity or other economic um, issues that they may face it just means that they don't experience institutional discrimination they don't have um, essentially they won't be rejected from a job for their identity or how their name is perceived um, by an employer and they won't face um, marginalisation, subjugation and other issues that people of colour face in Western societies. Right, yeah, no, I think you said that pretty well. Um, that summarised it really, really good. Um, what about systemic racism? What is that all about? Could you explain that? And even more so, what's the impact of it in the UK, the US, in terms of maybe economic and social policies? So systemic racism is huge. It's a really broad issue facing many Western societies. And I think it does look really daunting when you're hearing the word systemic racism because a lot of people do not know what it means. And in terms of the UK, it essentially means institutional racism, which is on a huge scale. And it you, it can be found in political parties, societal organisations, the workplace, and all of the forms, so like healthcare, um, social care, and stuff like that. So institutional racism and systemic racism can crop up in many forms, and it does actually. So if you look at um, issues to do with austerity in the UK and how um, inequality impacts Black and Asian minority ethnic people the most in the UK, issues such as Windrush, Grenfell, And in the USA, I'm not too familiar with a lot of the USA's social policies, but you can see that there is a huge institutional problem at the moment with how black people experience police brutality, essentially. 
no of course and I think right now with everything going on linking it to the whole police brutality thing with the world especially right now being in this time and space um there's still some people that are saying hashtag all lives matter why do you think the statement is wrong to say right now in this moment considering everything that's going on in the world right now so it's total nonsense to be saying all lives matter when black people are talking about black lives matter because it takes away from the severity and the seriousness of the issue of the issues that black people are facing across the west and when you say all lives matter i think you know we all know all lives matter at the end of the day in terms of, of course how the world yeah. is but the issue there is that it's not white people who are experiencing police brutality in america i don't know the statistics on south asian people or other groups of people the issue that we've seen is that black people are facing disproportionate amounts of police brutality in the usa and actually when you compare it to the uk as well it's a huge pervasive problem in the uk so if we look at um, how the murder of Stephen Lawrence was approached in 1997 mm -hmm. and actually that's where the word systemic, systemic racism was coined in the McPherson report if I'm pronouncing right. the name correctly. So um, the issue is that black people have faced disproportionate amounts of police brutality across the UK and USA so um, especially in the UK people tend to think we don't have an issue here but black and asian people are likely to be stopped more and searched um in the uk than a white person so that is where mm -hmm. things like white privilege come into play because they won't be stopped because they look suspicious and i think when you're a minority in a western society you're always going to be profiled because you are from a minority group so the trend that i've seen is that um when the colour of your skin is brown or black you are instantly linked to things like criminal gangs or terrorism and all these issues that white people do not have to deal with because we are viewed we as people of colour mm -hmm. are viewed as like a monolithic block of people who all act in the same way and have the same thoughts and do the same things and engage in criminal activity whereas white people are viewed as individuals and seen as the individuals that they are if that makes sense. Being a person of colour as well, there's loads of stereotypes that are associated with us. Um, and Absolutely. being a person of colour, what do you feel like we can be doing right now to raise awareness? So as an, a South Asian woman, I think one thing that we need to sort out is the way our own communities approach issues of racism. Because as a South Asian woman, I acknowledge that I have privilege because I don't experience police brutality in the same way that my black friends would experience police brutality. So one thing mm -hmm. is taking that privilege and using it. So I think we definitely need to be doing more to um, root out anti-black racism where it's found. And a lot of that can be seen in the government. And it's not just the government in the USA, it's the government in the UK. and one thing that we can all be doing is holding political institutions to account um yes. educating people on what's actually going on and telling them why things like all lives matter is just total nonsense and sort of you know donate to black lives matter organizations mm -hmm. and 
essentially just yeah, do all we can to um, root out racism. And I think a lot of it does start from educating. And I do get that it's not black people's jobs to educate us. So one thing that we have to do is educate ourselves and then educate our families and tell them why racism is wrong and why a lot of the, the I'd say a lot of the misconceptions that they hold about black people and stereotypes we need to tell them that it's racist and it's wrong if we see it in specifically South Asian communities or any other communities really. Yeah and what you said there about educating I think that's such a key point because it does start with educating yourself the people around you, starting off with educating people at home, because it starts from home, essentially, doesn't it? With cultural values, stereotypes that are almost there from day one. We have to break these stereotypes. We have to have these uncomfortable conversations with people. (laughs) As hard and sensitive this topic really is, and amid all of this chaos, I know, and I'm sure everyone else will agree with this, by the end of this it will be a beautiful outcome hopefully this is just the start of a movement yeah to the greater good and I really really appreciate you coming on today and actually talking about this because I know a lot of people might not exactly understand what white privilege is or systemic racism is and um kind of from a person of colour's point of view what we could be doing right now so it's I'm honestly very grateful for you coming on today and I want to end this um, asking you what is something that you are grateful for today? So something I'm grateful for today is having the ability to come onto this podcast and talk about issues such as white privilege and the All Lives Matter hashtag and tell people, especially your audience, why it's important that we do more as allies and do more to educate ourselves and one thing that I just realized I should have mentioned is that we all need to be reading more academic literature essentially so black academics and black activists such as Angela Davis, France Fanon and Bell Hooks we should all really be doing more to immerse ourselves in literature documentaries and learning more about black history because it's something that we weren't really taught in school and I don't know if you had the same experience but I literally did not know what the word colonialism was until I was 17 and joined Twitter. One thing we can all be doing is learning more about black history but also I won't expect black people to tell me about their experiences of racism it's something that I as a privileged person who hasn't experienced it need to go out there and read myself and read studies on it you know read people's experiences opinion pieces and stuff like that really we should all be doing I guess yeah no thank you for that thank you for coming on Alicia thank you for inviting me on thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Gratitude Talks I really appreciate it if you could spare a moment and leave me a quick Apple podcast review it would mean the absolute world sending lots of love and positivity your way Stay tuned for another episode of Gratitude Talks.